Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Do you want to make things a little bit less bad or do you actually want to make it good? And the good is going to come with a price. And that price is emotional discomfort, facing the unknown, and actual change. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. If you're consistently getting results that you don't want, a system in your life is either broken or not working the way you think it is, and you'll continue to get undesirable results until you know how the system works and change something. Otherwise, anything you do is just going to, at best, make things less bad. And we're all faced with this decision over and over again throughout our lives. Do we want to make a situation less bad, or do we want to make it actually good? Today, we're going to get to the bottom of why less bad is such a popular choice and what it actually costs to make something good. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I'm down like three or four employees right now, and I'm kind of stretching myself pretty thin. So I can't actually take the time to sit down and look for employees. And there's been a little bit of a communication problem. So I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it all. For how long has Best Cleaners been having problems with being down employees? A long time. How do you guys do that? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I, it's um, these were. I guess it's not being prepared for when people do leave. Um, some of it, you know, kids going back to college, not making sure that we have enough coverage for when they leave, stuff like that. I think some of it had to do with what we were paying, but we've recently reevaluated that. So I'm hoping that that might help go going forward. The market around here is usually customer service reps are starting anywhere between 13 and 15, and we we're hiring between 11 and 12, if that. So um, we reevaluated each employee, bumped almost everyone up a little bit, and we're starting to hire each customer service representative at a little bit more than what we were starting. So I'm hoping that helps, but it's hard to sit down and find the time to actually evaluate people, phone screen them, interview, and go through the whole process when I don't have enough people because I'm covering shifts and stuff like that. Anybody convinced? Is that a compelling case Tanya made for having solved the root problem of employee retention issues? I don't think I solved it. (laughs) I'm hoping that helps it. (laughs) Well, are you okay with 
do you want to solve it or do you want to hope that it's getting helped no, a little I bit? I want to solve it. Yeah, no, I definitely want to solve it. And I'm, you know, some of it is it's not just the the hourly wages. Some of it is the lack of communication between management and between management and employees. So it's there's a lot more than one issue. So what is your evidence that you really want to solve it? My evidence that I really want to solve it. I did find some time today to sit down and try to hire people. And um, I've spent more time in the stores working with the employees and trying to get to know them and making sure they're comfortable in their positions and what they're doing. But those are activities that are about helping it get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Not Solving completely? I don't know right now. You don't I don't know that's why. I don't know how to right now because I can't sit down to find the time to. Then you should expect nothing to change. I know. But again, some of it falls back on the communication problem that we have as well. When people go out of town and don't tell me until two days before they're going out of town and I'm the only one pretty much left to cover shifts and do whatever I have to do. Communication problem is one of those phrases that always rings bullshit for me. (laughs) What is a communication problem? It's like when someone's like, this is a communication problem. What do you call this thing again? It's like, um, oh, I don't know. That's a communication problem, right? Someone not telling you they're going on vacation for a couple of days is irresponsibility. Okay. Well, if that's how you want to put it, that's well, fine. It's not a matter of how you put it. Mm-hmm. It's it, because it changes how you address it entirely. Mm-hmm. And I see in business cultures all, all the time, people talk about whenever anybody says we have a communication problem, they mean something else. It's a euphemism. And it's a euphemism that is fascinating because it it would it's like most euphemisms. I love. I've always wanted to do a comedy bit about euphemisms related to uh, uh, dating because there's they're all they all talk around something like I met someone, right? Did you meet someone? Yes, I met someone. Is it serious? I don't know. Do you want it to be? It's like there's it's complete if. If if you in a business context you were to say like oh how's the hiring going well I met someone people would start laughing at you right like what do you mean you met someone <laughs> so it's the same euphemistic vagueness that leaves a ton for interpretation when people say well there's a communication problem what what's the communication problem that the person doesn't feel that they're responsible for telling you that they're taking three days off three days before that happens. That's not, that's not a, a failure of skill. They, don't, they have the words for that. And they know how to use a telephone. Those would be communication problems. Like if they, you know, they roll up the message and put it on the pigeon and then the pigeon gets lost, that would be a communication problem. Right? Or they tap it out in Morse code, but their Morse code's kind of weak. So you know, you think it's a grocery list instead of a communication, a vacation request, that would be a communication problem. So even framing it as a communication problem causes you to completely bark up the wrong tree. Because it, what it really means is your people don't give a shit and they're treating you like crap. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful, incompetent, and weak. 
But rather than actually saying that, framing it that way, which would cause you to actually have to hold people accountable, it's way easier to say, well, we've got a communication problem. We're all working to improve how we communicate with each other. Just like how families say that. Well, let's, let's see if we can communicate better. Let's set aside the fact that we have absolutely nothing in common, deep-seated issues with each other that have never been talked about, stuff that we can't, subjects we can't broach because nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. But let's work on our communication in the meantime. <laughs> Go ahead. You, y'all, y'all do that. See where it takes you. So it's what we've been doing and it's gotten us nowhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, so knock it off. <laughs> what would it take to actually like, like I said but when I said before, how long have you guys had this employee retention problem? How long has it actually been? You said a long time, but how long? Give me a number. Years. I mean, I've I've been in the management position for two years. I was a trainer before that, I was a CSR before that. So I mean, really, as long as I can remember, to be honest with you, especially if you want to put a number on it since I've been in management, two years at least. Okay. Me. Okay, good. So the first thing to get is that when you, you're getting a consistent result, that's a consistent result. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. In order to produce a consistent result, you need a system. What's the system? That's why I said, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You're producing a consistent result ca- called always being short people. Until you know how you do that, anything you do, you'll be layering on top of that system. As a uh, playing around with a term when I worked at Emeth, that's whipped cream on shit. <laughs> okay, you've got shit, and then you're like, well. Let's put some whipped cream on that. Or as one of my colleagues once said, um, you can make something less bad or you can make it good. So right now what you're doing, the let's, let's here we'll do this, maybe well, let's hope it gets a little bit better. That's whipped cream on shit. Guaranteed to not work, you're wasting your time. And then when you say, well, I don't have time to do anything else. Okay. Then I hope you're okay with less bad because that's the track you're on. You're going to make things less bad for a little while and then it'll happen again. You'll do something else and you'll make it less bad for a little while longer. And you've been doing this for two years and it's probably been going on longer than that. I mean, fundamentally, this is the question we all have anywhere in our lives. You can make something less bad and you can treat the symptoms of the problem. And if you want to know how popular this idea is, all you got to do is look at how overprescribed all sorts of really intense drugs are. Now, don't get me wrong. As I've said before, there are many pharmaceuticals that are super useful and helpful for people, but many of them are treating the symptoms of a deeper issue that is not being addressed. Like your stories about, you know, someone has a death of someone close to them and they go on antidepressants. Of what? Well, the person's sad. Yeah, that's what happens when someone dies. (laughs) You get sad for a while. Kind of like the same way, like, you know, when you come into a bunch of money, you get happy for a little while. They sort of go together. Can you bear that? Oh, no, the sadness is too great. Okay, 
that's your root problem. You can't bear a difficult emotion. You need help with that. Or you could just take some pills every time it becomes too much. Pharmaceutical industry, they're okay with that because your coping skills doesn't make them money. They're on a subscription model, right? If they can get you on a pill for the rest of your life, oh man, do you guys know the term lifetime value of a customer? They dig that term. They're looking at the LCV. That, that's why you know they have way more interest in treating the symptoms of an illness rather than actually curing it. Curing it? There's no money in curing. You crazy? That's just not good business. And as long as it's legal to make a profit treating people's health, which it shouldn't be in my opinion, only because you can't trust people's abuse of power and money and all that. I mean, if you could legislate that they had to have a clean relationship to money before they, you know, served someone in the health field, that would be better. But until you can trust that, you have to say, sorry, you're not allowed to make money. You, you should be able to, you have to make the same amount of money selling a pill to someone for the rest of their life as curing them once and for all. It has to be the same amount of money. In fact, you ought to make a little bit more curing them somehow, right? Because that's a system. We have a system right now that orients all of health insurance, all of medicine, Western medicine. It's all oriented toward treating the symptoms. What is that system? Money, profit, you see? So there should be no expectation for cures because there's a system that guarantees that it's more profitable to treat symptoms. That's just how it is. And of course, you can see this in many areas of business or many areas of the world, including business. So this is one of them. So fundamentally, we all have the question before us, do you want to make things a little bit less bad or do you actually want to make it good? And the good is going to come with a price. And that price is emotional discomfort, facing the unknown, and actual change. Because the thing about making things less bad is that you get to keep things more or less the same and emotionally comfortable and familiar and make them less bad. That's why less bad is so popular. Look at our politicians. What's that line from the Who song? Here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. They're all variations on a theme, right? It all comes back to that emotional discomfort thing. What would it take for you in this instance, Tanya, with this thing to say, you know what? I'm not okay anymore with just tweaking our personnel issue a little bit here and there. We've been doing this for two years plus ask around, see how long it's been going on before you got there and say, you know what? This isn't okay with me and it shouldn't be okay with anyone else. We've got to solve this problem once and for all. And we're going to solve this problem by figuring out how we're recreating it every day. And we're all going to get in a room for two hours. I don't care that you don't think you have any time. Make the time. We're going to get in a room for two hours and we're not going to leave until we have all of the ingredients of this cake up on a whiteboard, and then we're going to systematically remove them all. Joseph, is that, the, is that where you use clear? Yeah, thank you. 
that's clear the issue. Uh, clearly define the problem, list the impact, assess personal responsibility. No, uh, uh, E. Uh, explore root causes. Explore root causes, assess personal responsibility, re, re, something about small steps, realize small next steps. It works really good, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, that's just my version of it. I didn't necessarily invent that. I just sort of tweaked it. It's, you know, it contains the principles of solving root problems that are used in a lot of different models and go back probably hundreds of years, if not thousands. But, and if, if someone's not wanting to solve the root problem right now or whatever, for whatever reason, there's no judgment. Just be honest with yourself about whether you're doing that. Like, hey, if you've decided you've had a tough life and you've spent, you know, $10,000 on therapy and you don't want to deal with your depression any deeper and, you know, hey, I understand that. And you just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm taking the pill for the rest of my life. Hey, okay. That's your choice. That's fine. Just be real about that you've given up on solving the root problem. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, my mother has been taking antidepressants since the 90s, and uh, I'd say it's probably too late for her. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't care. And um, I, I, her capacity is just limited based on her own conditioning. It would be a pretty big job. She's 76 now. You know, doesn't have the energy, doesn't have the drive. Okay, take the pills for the rest of your life. But you just don't get to say, I'm solving the root problem then. Because it isn't true. But of course, one gets to say that too, because we're all entitled to live in a delusion. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.